It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That is our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and to subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Now, if you did not participate this week in the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, you can next week by either adding me or DMing me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, let's get into it. The weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers yet again. And we'll start off with, you know, typically I tell y'all, give me your real name. But I love this man's Twitter name so much that I'm just going to go by his Twitter name, even if he gives me his real name. Muscles Marinara is fired up up right now about the staff that Frank Reich is building here in Carolina saying I normally don't get excited in the offseason especially this early but this coaching staff has got me pretty pumped is this normal or is this PTSD from Matt Rule and his nonsense stay saucy JC you stay saucy too my guy the weekend is here yeah this staff looks awesome y'all um Frank Reich is here in Carolina now. He's hired Josh McCown to be his quarterback's coach. Got Parks Frazier coming in to be a passing game coordinator. He called plays last year when Jeff Saturday took over as the interim coach in Indianapolis. Deuce Staley's here as a running back coach and also assistant head coach, the same post that he had under Dan Campbell up in Detroit with the Lions. James Campen was retained to be the offensive line coach here in Carolina. And according to Mike Kay, we talked to yesterday from the Charlotte Observer, one of the big reasons why Bradley Bozeman came here was because James Campen was signed on to be the offensive line coach here in Carolina in Matt Rule's last season as a head coach here in Carolina. Jim Caldwell is brought on as a senior assistant. He spent time as a head coach in Detroit 
and in Indianapolis where he went to the Super Bowl, coached up Peyton Manning, has a wealth of experience in the National Football League. And that's just the offensive side of the football, y'all. We got Ajero Avero here now running the defense, one of the most bright, young, like, um, why? Not even why. I'm just throwing out every adjective for a defensive coordinator. The dude is solid, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this new scheme here in Carolina in, uh, in 2023. Yeah, Pete Hansen is going to work with linebackers. Uh, Jonathan Cooley is going to work with cornerbacks. You got Burt Watts, who was just uh, announced on Thursday. He's going to work with the secondary, the safeties here in Carolina. Then, hey, y'all, remember uh, Dom Capers, the first ever Panthers head coach who in year two of the franchise took these guys all the way to the championship game before losing to the Green Bay Packers in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Well, yeah, he's back now as a senior defensive consultant. Him and uh, Jero Avero, apparently, they go back to the time when he was in Green Bay and Avero was working under him. And then also they have connections to San Francisco. But then last year, he was there in Denver helping Jero Avero become one of the best defensive coordinators in the National Football League. So welcome home, Don Capers. Oh, Dom Capers, excuse me. And then Chris Tabor is now back as special teams coordinator. That is an awesome staff. So, yeah, you should be fired up when you compare what we had here before. In Carolina, like Sean Ryan, the guy's been a quarterback coach multiple stops. So certainly respect to him. Nothing to say about him. But Joe Brady, that was really the flash hire that uh, Matt Rule had when he took over here in Carolina. Matt Rule later on said that he went outside of his comfort zone to hire Joe Brady. So to be back in his comfort zone, he hired Ben McAdoo, who no one in the league wants calling plays for them in the National Football League. So Brady was a splash hire that everyone was excited about. I certainly question whether he was ready for that role, and I think Joe will have a bright future ahead of him now he's in Buffalo and that he can kind of be in the right position now as a quarterback coach to Josh Allen with the Bills. I just didn't think his time was now. And then I thought Phil Snow did a good job as defensive coordinator. But the rest of those guys that he brought here were mainly dudes from his staff back from Temple and Baylor, and we saw – the lack of NFL experience and how this team regularly, the coaching staff, got out coached week in and week out. So when you look at Frank Reich, who's won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator who had a winning record in Indianapolis and all that, in spite of the fact that he had five different starting quarterbacks each of the years in week one there in Indianapolis, and then you look at Josh McCown and the experience that he's had playing in league for so long, and you have Super Bowl winners on this roster, people who have been in the Super Bowl, yeah, you got to be pretty excited about this coaching staff you got here in Carolina. So, yeah, it might only be February 17th. I'm not blaming you at all if you're fired up with the staff because I certainly am. Uh, let's go over to Dominique, who has another question pertaining to the staff that's being built here in Carolina, saying, with the staff being put together right now by Frank Reich, do you think David Tepper is taking a backseat and letting him build, and will that hold to the draft? i.e. letting Scott Fitterer build from the draft as well? Or do you think this is Tepper making the overall calls on the coaches and being brought in? I don't think so at all. I do think um, it's a credit to the Panthers organization and to Tepper that Ajero Avero was deciding to come here to Carolina, even though he was passed over for Frank Reich. And the same thing with Jim Caldwell, who reportedly has so much respect for Frank Reich that he was willing to take one of these uh, senior assistant roles at other teams had tried to hire him for the last couple of years, but he decided I'm good because he wanted to be a head coach, but he loves Frank Reich so much that he's like, all right, I'll do that. So I do think that you have to give David credit, uh, Tepper credit that those guys were willing to come on to the staff and that they weren't turned off by him not wanting to give him the job when they went through the hiring process last month in January. 
You also have to give him credit with the money that he's willing to spend. He's told us at the introductory press conference with Frank Reich that he will spend whatever it takes to put together a world-class staff. And the staff that Frank Reich told him that he was going to bring here, Tepper's like, all right, cool, I'll fund that. Get it done. I'll do my part. You do your part. So I believe David Tepper has played a big role in the Panthers being able to bring these coaches here. And also Frank Reich being the man that he is and the coach that he is also has been able to convince these coaches to come here to Carolina and in the hires that he's made, like a Jero Vero brings Dom Capers. It brings Pete Hanson. It brings Jonathan Cooley. It brings Burt Watts. All three of those guys who have experience working either underneath him or alongside of Vero back in his previous stops in Los Angeles with the Rams. And then last year with the Denver Broncos. So a ton of credit goes out there to David Tepper, who recognized too, that James Camp and Chris Tabor, those are good coaches. They need to stay. And that was throughout the hiring process telling these coaches that I want these guys retained but also giving Frank Reich the autonomy and the finances to go out there and build the best staff possible here in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers. So I'm excited about it. Absolutely what they've been able to do. Now, don't get it twisted. David Tepper might own the team, but he's always going to be an active participant in what's going on. There just needs to be a balance. Like, all I need David Tepper to do is write the checks, have a vision as well, and be in alignment with Scott Bitterer, the general manager, Frank Reich, the head coach, and everyone within that organization in the front office and beyond that they're all on the same page. But he will have a say in certain things. Like when they decide that they want to bring back um, certain players this offseason, like a Bradley Bozeman, David Tepper is going to be like, okay, is that something that we really need to do? They're going to have to clear it with him every kind of big move here in this organization, especially at quarterback after we saw what's gone on the last two off seasons with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Tepper's going to be involved, but I do think he's doing a better job of letting the people that he hired do their jobs and do them well. Um, all right, over to Stone now, who asked me, uh, what position do you think we need to fill in free agency before the draft? I see a lot of mock drafts with us uh, covering different positions but what do you think needs to be filled before the draft great question and sometimes you think the draft should come before free agency because it would make it easier for teams but that also might hurt some of the guys who want to come back looking at it right now obviously center Bradley Bozeman that's what they need to be prioritizing bringing him back but I feel like that's going to happen and after talking to Mike K yesterday that feels even more obvious and clear that that's a very likely uh, scenario to play out here in Carolina. And even without talking to Mike, just look at it. Bozeman was awesome. He loves camping. He's going to come back to Carolina. Him and his wife have absolutely wrapped their arms around this city, and we have embraced them as well. So they're going to come back here to Carolina, I would think. If they don't, that would suck. But the position I'm really looking at that I don't want to wait till the draft to try and fix is tight end. Tight end is one of those positions coming to the NFL where you just don't come out and immediately start playing well. It takes a couple of years to really get used to the league and to really build into the kind of player that you would hope you're getting out of some of these tight ends like a Michael Mayer. We'll see what he does when he comes out of Notre Dame because he certainly looks like the best pass-catching tight end. You got Brant Keithy. He's not Brant Keithy. You have um, Brant Keithy's the other tight end at Utah who's going back. Um, Cameron, the other Utah tight end, he's good, but it might take some time. When you have a tight end free agency class like Hayden Hurst out there, Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram, and also, I can't remember the other name I was trying to think, but you have a deep tight end class in free agency, go ahead and get a veteran. 
immediately that that can help you out. And I would think that Eric Ebron's also a name that might get an opportunity here in Carolina, whether it's just for training camp. We'll see if it'll actually be on a 53-man roster. I would imagine so. You can bring in Ebron. You can bring in another one of those top-tier tight ends that are here in free agency. That's a position that absolutely needs to be addressed free agency that you cannot wait to the draft. You can go and draft someone as well, but that's something that needs to be figured out during free agency. And I would think that Ian Thomas is likely one of those guys who gets cut because what does he necessarily provide to this team that you can't get from any of the guys I listed and anybody who's coming through the draft? Probably not much. All right, let's take a quick pause here on the show. Then I'll come back and I will answer more of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by our brand new sports betting partner here on Locked on Podcast Network. That is FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance. Get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get back into it. The weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. And we're now headed over to Brandon, who, wow, okay, love the way he starts this. He says, forgive me if this seems stupid. He says that Carolina signs Derek Carr and doesn't take a quarterback this year in the first round. Then the Panthers send the house which he believes will be three first rounds plus to get the first pick next year and then draft the Heisman Trophy winner out of USC, Caleb Williams, and almost play Carr in a Alex Smith kind of role, similar to what the Chiefs did a couple years ago with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, and let Caleb Williams learn and sit behind Derek Carr, presumably for a year or whenever the Panthers can get out of a deal for Derek, with Derek Carr. Now, I don't think it sounds stupid, I just don't really understand why you would even spend the amount of money that you would have to spend on Derek Carr and then spend three first-round picks the following year to then get up to number one. Because I have no idea where the Panthers are going to land. If they have Derek Carr, I think they're a playoff team. So they're going to be drafting in the 20s, and they they would need to give up a significant draft capital to be able to get up to number one overall. It also depends on who that team is. Because if the Falcons are the worst team in the NFL – or the Bucks are, do you think they're trading with Carolina to allow the Panthers to get Caleb Williams? Probably not. So uh, I don't think that's the smartest thing to do, especially when you already sit there with the ninth pick this year. You can give up a future first rounder, maybe a little bit more, like maybe a second also this year or maybe next year, and probably get in position there at three or at five where Seattle sits and get your guy. Or you could just sit there at nine. 
Now, if you love Caleb Williams, don't think any of these guys who are in this draft are better than him or even Drake Mann of North Carolina, then I totally understand where you're coming from. That's just way too rich of a price to pay for the first round picks. And then also what it's going to take to bring in Derek Carr. That's just going to be such a headache. You can bring somebody back like Sam Darnold or Jacoby Brissett in and have them be the bridge and probably still get close to the playoffs, if not in them, and then be in position next year to move up again if you want to do that. And that would be a lot easier to do than having to get out of Derek Carr's deal and then wait another year, two years of Derek Carr. I don't really see how that solves anything here in Carolina. So it's not stupid. It's just something that I personally am not a fan of. So I appreciate the uh, the thought there, Brandon. Uh, over to Kendrick now, who says, considering the offensive coaching talent that we have accumulated, would you feel comfortable with the Panthers remaining at nine and picking one of the high-ceiling, low-floor guys at quarterback? Now, I feel like you say high-ceiling, low-floor. That, well, I don't know who that would be because I think you would say, hmm, wait, high-ceiling, low-floor. Well, that would mean that they're going to be pretty steady and they could be really good. Like, that's what I think everyone's looking for. I don't know. Either way, uh, talking yesterday to Mike K, he doesn't think that Anthony Richardson will be there at nine. I don't know who would be there at nine for Carolina. Yeah, they could probably stay put and get their quarterback, I think. But it also depends on who they actually like. If there's a, a couple of them, like Richardson, like Levis, like Stroud that they like, then they can maybe move up and one of them follows them, they're good there, or they can stay at nine and get whatever one is there. It's similar to last year where the Panthers sat there at, uh, what, six, and they looked at all the tackles that are available on the board, and they went the one that they wanted the most, and Icky. So that's possible that they could sit there at nine and get any of the top guys, and they if they love all of them, they're like, hey, we're cool with any one of them that we get. We don't need to move up. We'll just take them at nine. Or we can do what Mike said yesterday where they move up and ensure that they're going to get one of them. And they take whichever one is there. So, yeah, the high ceiling, low floor thing. So high ceiling, like they have the highest of heights, low floor. Oh, I get it now. So you're probably talking about Richardson then. Because, yeah, low floor would be like they're bad. Like they, they it's boomer bust. Why well, can't just say boomer bust next time? Because I'm out here out thinking myself. Okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, I think you're probably talking about Anthony, Anthony Richardson. I think people think that Bryce Young is probably going to be fine. But his high, his uh frame and his height are a uh, question mark and then Levis has the frame is he that guy I don't know I think CJ Stroud feels like maybe the safest of the picks so we'll see what happens but um I don't know they can stay at nine probably get a quarterback but I think what they're going to do is move up to maybe three or five and get their guy that way instead uh over to Owen who asked me who in my eyes is the best quarterback in this draft for the Panthers something's got to give I don't know how we as fans can take another bridge quarterback year well, if you get your quarterback and they need to sit for a year, it's not fine because they haven't had bridges. The only time they had a bridge quarterback was Teddy Bridgewater, and they blew up that bridge after a year, and then when they had the opportunity sitting there at ninth overall to take a quarterback, they didn't do it, or as eighth overall, whatever it was in 2021, eighth overall, they didn't take a quarterback. They could have taken Justin Fields. They could have taken Mac Jones. And they let it be known weeks before that they were going to – be sticking with Sam Darnold and hoping that Sam Darnold could be able to fix his career here in Carolina. As we know, that did not happen, and that has led to Matt Rule no longer being here, among other things in Carolina that happened during his tenure. So they draft a quarterback, and then they stick with Darnold, or they stick with uh, go with uh, Dalton or Jacoby Brissett for a year, and you have your rookie there to take over in 24. Is it that 
big of a deal, especially when the roster is at a point where I think a couple more additions this offseason, they can be a playoff team. I don't think so. So we'll see. I think they're going to draft quarterback. That Just because they draft somebody in the first round does not mean they're going to start all season long. And they might not start at all, depending on whether they're ready or not. Because there's no point in throwing them out there if that guy's not going to help your team and you're going to be having to win in spite of them. Which, with the rookie quarterback, that is just kind of reality. That you're going to have to live with the growing bands. And some teams can live with it. And Pittsburgh was able to benefit with, off of it with um, Kenny Pickett this past year. And you have other teams like the Jets who can't. With Zach Wilson being god-awful this past season. And they were going to look at Mike White as the best option for them in that season. Now they're trying to get, bring in Aaron Rodgers and still tell people that they believe in Zach Wilson. So it takes time. It doesn't Just because you draft somebody does not mean that they're going to be the guy ready to go week one against whoever the Carolina Panthers open up with. All right, let me take another quick pause here. On the show, then I'll come back and answer more of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You heard me talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against my fellow Locked On NFL hosts this past season. Well, now it's your turn to compete, but more on that later. You ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your own football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty with ultimate football gm you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators trading players navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season all of this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to and now we have created a locked on league for you to compete against all the locked on fans across the world and show that you can be the ultimate football gm just make sure to choose a locked on league in the app to join uh, locked on panthers listeners can get 100 percent free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code locked on that's in all caps in the game store that's locked on once again in all caps so make sure to check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores that's ultimate dash gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's close out this weekly Friday mailbag edition of Locked On Panthers with, uh, let's see, Jerry L. I hope I got your name right, bro. Um, if I didn't, I apologize. He says he wanted to ask uh, what my thoughts are on Eric Bieniemy coming to Carolina to be in OC. Lastly, he says, my man, stop with the NC State low blows. Hold on. When did I say anything about NC State? Oh, was it uh, the other day when I saw about the Super Bowl and how people got what they wanted because they got a good game and then they also got to complain about the refs after and that's what State fans always do is complain about the refs. I saw the other night, by the way, when they lost to Syracuse uh, that Kevin Keats was complaining about officiating. So, Welcome back, State. You guys are ranked, and you get to complain about the reps. Both of the things that you love the most. Winning basketball and getting to complain when you lose. So, there we go. So, my fault. Damn. I was supposed to stop at the State low blows. Hey, you guys got the Tar Heels on Sunday, and you can probably end their season with a win. So, good luck. 
Uh, but to answer your question, Eric Bieniemy, yeah, this is a thing right now where <sighs> did he even get a coaching interview anywhere as a head coach this past cycle? I know he didn't do it. I didn't know he didn't get one here. Uh, I don't feel like he got one in Houston. I don't think he got one anywhere. And he's at the point where he's now having to go prove himself. Now, Andy Reid said last week that he hopes that Eric can go somewhere else and he can go run the show. I would also say, like, hey, Andy, like you called a great game at the Super Bowl, but if you want Eric Bieniemy to be able to run the show, why don't you let him run the show there in Kansas City? Now, of course, that's not going to happen, but that's just a thought. Now, it's interesting because a lot of people say, well, Bieniemy doesn't call the plays. Doug Peterson didn't call the plays, and he got a head coaching job in Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl. Now he's down there in Jacksonville, won the division first year. Uh, Matt Nagy didn't call the plays. He went to Chicago, went to the playoffs twice, scapegoated Mitch Trubisky, and still was a terrible coach, got fired. Now he's back in Kansas City, and he would likely be the OC once again if Biennemi takes another job. I did see that Biennemi interviewed um, on Thursday with the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera. I don't see how that's going to help propel him to another job. Now, Sam Howell appears to be who they're going to start at quarterback as long as he does, does all the right things and OTAs, mandatory minicamp in this offseason to prove that, yes, I'm the guy you should go into week one with and the rest of the season with. Who And Ron Rivera is basically hinging his career as a head coach on Sam Howell delivering in 2023. So best of luck. I love Sam Howell, and I hope it works out for him. I have no idea if it's going to work out, and I certainly would not be hinging my future on Sam Howell if I were Ron Rivera. But that's what he's going to try and do. So we'll see what happens. Sam was a good player in college. I was surprised when he fell on the five, at least, you know, fifth round. We'll see what works out there. So the enemy would then be working with Sam Howell, and then they got Terry McLaurin. Um, I don't really know the offensive line situation there in Washington. So that's – if he does well there, then, yeah, he would maybe prove himself as a head coach. But maybe he's not doing well in interviews. I don't know why he hasn't gotten a job. If You have to, you have to believe – that if someone else is in that position, like you've already seen before, and they were sitting there having as much success as Bietamie's had as the OC under Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes, that they would get another opportunity somewhere else as a head coach. That just has not happened. Now here in Carolina, I don't really haven't seen them have the appetite to want to bring him on. Uh, he did interview for the job a couple of years ago. Was passed over for Matt Rule, which we saw was a mistake. Would he be willing to do that? Who knows? Jim Bob Cooter, someone who. Uh, who was it? The Colts? Shane Steichen, who will be calling the plays, by the way. He requested to interview him up in Indianapolis for the OC job. Jim Bob Cooter might not get to play call the plays here either if he comes here, but he may. We'll see how that works out. He seems like the guy who I would think would be it, and we have not heard anything about Brian Johnson and whether he's going to be elevated to OC there in Philadelphia. We have also heard nothing about Kevin Petullo at this point in time. But I do not think that Eric Bieniemy will be coming to Carolina, and I would be totally cool with it. If he came, that'd be great. We'd love to see it, but also – Will he get the chance to call plays? If he's not going to get the chance to call plays, then I don't think he's going to be interested in coming here, which is probably why he's looking at Washington. Uh, let's see. Percy, who sent me a photo of uh, Sam Darnold and Josh McCown asking me, does this identify our veteran presence in the locker room? It certainly could. The locker room, from by all accounts, already loves Sam Darnold, and Sam acquitted himself quite well in the final six games of the season. And it was the final two games where I guess, you know, things weren't great. Now, he, I thought he was fine overall against uh, Tampa Bay. There was three turnovers that were attributed to him. Uh, the, the last fumble, not really his fault. The first one was on Bozeman, but you got to fall on the football, which he didn't do. And then the interception was a bad throw. So we'll give him one and a half turnovers that day. But still, that's kind of the thing that's played him throughout his career and why the Jets gave up on him and why Carolina is not going to bring him back as their franchise quarterback and the guy that they believe in long term as the actual answer. 
but I would be cool with it. Spend time in New York with Josh McCown. He's already been here in Carolina. Obviously, going to be a new offense. And according to Mike K, he fits what um, Jim, uh, what Frank Reich's going to want to do here in Carolina. So, yeah, bring him on. Makes sense to me. And I said earlier in the season that of all the guys that were here, PJ, Baker, Sam, Sam was most likely to come back, and it made the most sense to bring him back just because of his experience having been in the top three of the draft, which could be who the guys Panther drafts this uh, upcoming uh, spring and in the draft, well, that could be the same kind of scenario. And Sam can sit there and identify with that. Now, a far less hostile market than the one that Sam Darnold had to uh, enter in New York a couple years ago. I do think he would be a good uh, mentor, veteran presence in this locker room who could be uh, the bridge kind of stopgap until that rookie is ready to go either this year or in 2024. Uh, Brandon's asking about the Hall of Honor or Ring of Honor. Still don't know which one it is. I keep telling you I'm going to figure it out, but I, I'm never going to do that. Uh, he says that Julius Peppers is eligible for the Hall of Fame. Uh, do you think he should be put in the Ring of Honor this year? Also asked me if uh, Steve Smith should be in. And also asks, who are some of the other people that should go into the Ring of Honor or Hall of Honor, whatever it's called? He brings up uh, Musa Muhammad, uh, Ryan Khalil. I uh, almost said Matt Khalil for a second, which definitely should not go in there. You should go in the Turnstile Hall of Fame, but not the Panthers Hall of Honor. Uh, Ryan Khalil, yes. Uh, then he says, at some point, Cam, Greg Olson, Luke Keekley, uh, Thomas Davis, and Jonathan Stewart. Yes, 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 yes. All of those. Um, do they do... Any inductions last year? I don't remember if they did. I know they did a couple years, a couple, a couple years ago. I mean, Steve Smith is already. In. I think you're probably asking me if Steve Smith should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he'll get in the Hall of Fame eventually. He's already in the Hall of Honor, though. Um, he got he went in the same time as Jordan Gross did. I want to say Wesley Walls went in that afternoon as well, and then Jake Delhomme. I think that was a four man class. That was probably during the 2019 season. I want to say. Um, and I don't think they've done any since then. So, naturally, Luke Keekley is probably one that would go in maybe next season. Thomas Davis. Uh, Greg's kind of busy on Sundays, so I don't know when he's going to be able to go and be here personally for that. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's available to do it. Moose is obviously available. Uh, Ryan Khalil. And he's doing, like, Hollywood stuff now, isn't he? All of those guys deserve to go in. Peppers, to me, Hall of Fame. If, if, if he's eligible this upcoming year, which you say he is, first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Steve Smith, he'll get in eventually. So, yeah, there we go. Um, now over to Allen, who has comments on the Super Bowl uh, turf. He says, do you think the owners will use all the players slipping in the Super Bowl as another reason to use turf instead of grass, assuming grass was used in Arizona? Grass was used in Arizona, and grass is always used in Arizona. They're able to um, move the grass in and out of the stadium, which is actually pretty cool how they do it. And if the Panthers ever went to a, nat a, a dome stadium, it would be cool if they could do the exact same thing Arizona does. But David Tepper probably won't do that. The NFL apparently spent two years growing that grass and maintaining that grass for the Super Bowl, and those players are slipping left and right. The NFL blew it. I don't think the owners are looking at it being like, well, see, grass is terrible. It's just the league, once again, just making another unforced error with how poor the field conditions were on Sunday afternoon or evening, whenever you watch the game. I guess it was afternoon out there, evening here. doesn't matter. I don't know. David Tepper, he's trying to save money. That seems to be his primary focus uh, when it comes to the field turf and not having grass and all the concerts you want to put out there. So the, the best thing to do for him financially is that field turf. Is it the best thing for the team? You, you decide. You ask them. They've already said that they don't like it. 
All right, last one comes from Brody, who says, would you trade our second rounder for Justin Fields? Hashtag only because we love you. Brody, you guys don't love me because you would not ask me questions about the Panthers trading a second rounder for Justin Fields and thinking that the Chicago Bears would actually accept that. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, and check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where next week I'll answer your questions here on the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me if you'd like to participate and have your question potentially read on the show in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on monday hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.